Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Everyone just enjoy the go- most gorgeous Memorial Weekend oh, of their life. It's far. beautiful. I don't think I've ever remembered weather that nice for that many days in a row on Memorial Day weekend. Always one gets rained out, especially like the day you go out on the boat, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like all of Minnesota and Wisconsin was lovely it weather. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Gorgeous. And when it's 85 in Ely, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> that that That's like the middle of July weather mm-hmm. up there. I mean, it was just... There was, uh, I'd never had this on my phone, um, fire, I got a national fire alert or oh, whatever. No. Did you get that? I get, I get it for rain. I have alerts for everything. Oh, geez. I I'd never had the fire one. And we did see a forest fire, like on Shagawa Lake. We could see it from Burnside because it was just so Solid, really, blue really and clear. Yeah, Look at they Lori were naming lakes. lakes. Look at that. Name checking lakes. lakes. We were both cabin girls. How about you, Grant? Uh, I stuck around town. I had some fun with uh, the mini. This kickoff to summer at the state fair. Went oh, down yeah. there a couple times. In fact, a lot of people there. Yeah, actually, Incredible. Saturday was crowded, busy, and my buddy who owns Kareeb down there said it was uh, kind of like any other Saturday he would see at the state fair nice. when it came to numbers. So really big day down awesome. down there. Big weekend for them. Uh, I went to go see The Little Mermaid, which which if later on we want to talk about, but just off off the top of my head, very fun, great movie, music was fantastic, great visual, like you know, retelling of the story, the same story. I I loved it, Lily loved it. I just kind of bummed I missed a couple songs that were from the past. They brought some new songs Yo, in that were good. Okay. Um, and then the, the so you listened to the soundtrack on the way home from the movie theater. <laughs> nah, but there was just a couple that I remembered. I loved that movie came right out in my prime as a oh, kid. So yeah. I we loved that. Songs. We all I knew all the songs, but it was good. So I saw that, and then I got to hang out with my parents on Monday. Did a little. My dad made some ribs and nice. kind of hung out there. So it was just an at home relaxing weekend for me. Very nice. Yeah, thank you. Very I read three books. Look at you. Three books, and all I did yesterday was reading. We left. Ely early because Casey's back was hurting him and I'm going to Janet Jackson tonight and you know had to do laundry because then I'm going out of town again so I'm oh, like okay God, let's go back early and it was just killer to leave the lake that early oh so gosh beautiful yesterday but I read um did you you did not finish that whole book Larry oh yeah you I you make me so sick I read okay, most hated. you make me sick <laughs> For many reasons, but oh, I read. Well, yeah. I mean, seriously, the book we have on today—that right. is just like a deliciously easy We got one copy book. of it, and I've yeah. been yelling at the publisher ever since. But most but you liked it, liked okay. it so much, and then people do like it. And then Kurt, I we were talking about books and movies and stuff over the weekend, and he said, "Oh, I just your name dropping. You were yeah. at Kurt and Stephanie's cabin That's up on Burnside right. Lake. That's so right. Kurt, who wrote the book, the Banners, right? Wrote the banner, but um, the Barons, the Barons. Excuse I'm me. I'm glad you know him so well. And then um, I don't know why you're so biatchy today, but it is really great <laughs> to have you here. Well, you're Julia. just saying really Kurt, great. and I'm like, just say it is. since she got here. <laughs> But the book is called The Wager, and it's a tale of shipwreck, mutiny, and murder. And it's by David Grant, who's the author of Killers of the Flower Moon and The Lost We just City talked Z. about this last week. Yes. It's 
I'm so glad I'm not a 17th century sailor sailing on a wooden ship for the British Empire. My God, that sounds like the worst place in the world to be. But he is a master storyteller. And this book... Is it being made into a movie already or something? I don't know. I started it too, which just makes me sick how much we think alike. Yeah. It's just kind of sickening. Are you listening or reading? Listening. Yeah. And I finished Graceland. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Oh, my gosh. That's That's this Thursday. Oh, my gosh. I love that book. And then I read the Lisa Jewell book in one day yesterday called, it's her new book. It comes out next week called None of This is True. And that was a suspenseful page turn. So I read a gumdrop of a book, most hated, like a, a fascinating, you know, kind of this, the wager. And then None of This is True was a wild story. And we've had Lisa Jewell on our show Nine. many times. But it's about this woman. She's, her publisher is not wanting to respond to my email. Well, right see, again, another reason for your bad mood. People are ignoring you. I that- can't stand it. Can't <laughs> take Someone's it. on our show today who sent us one book, and I've been bitching at them for two weeks. You can't just send one book. But the Lisa Jewell one, it doesn't, it, when is that coming out, out next even? Thursday. That's what or I thought. next Tuesday. How did you get a copy? Um, oh, yeah, the Sue, other people give Yeah, to yeah, Sue from Chapter 2 Books uh, gave me her uh, ARC copy of it. But it is a wild story, and it is about this woman who meets this other woman at a restaurant. She realizes they're both having the same birthday. They're birthday twins. She goes to the bathroom to meet her, and she finds out they were at this born at the same hospital on the same day 45 years ago. Well, she finds out that this woman, who she thinks is very glamorous, is a podcaster, and she has a story to tell her. And the story kind of... They were born on the same day in the same hospital. Same hospital. Are they twins? Well, the Netflix uh, series podcast is called None of This is True, but it is... Or no, excuse me. Hi, I'm your birthday twin. But this woman, Josie, who's telling Alex the glamorous you know, Instagram podcast person, her story, what is true in her story and what isn't. And it is just turn, turn, turn. That that book was, I think that's Lisa Jewell's best book she's written. Really? And she's written like 20 books. She as far as suspense. She has written a ton. You know, mystery, mm-hmm. just kind of everything. It was, that definitely will be one of the books of the summer too. You know, the wager... You know, I don't know how much people like knowing a true story of a shipwreck from the 17th century, but David Grand, the way he writes, it does make you want to know. Mm-hmm. And it will make you very, very glad that you were never how a sailor. How many pages was that that you read in a day? I think you read two this day. I, it blows me away how fast you can read a book. Uh, me too. This uh, one feels to me like it would be better to read. It's only two. Because there's a lot of names. There's only really? 257 pages. Oh, it looks like a lot well, more. Well, there's photos. And oh. remember, he's a meticulous editor, David Grant, yeah. and researcher. So there's so many. The bibliography. Isn't that what that's called in the back of yeah. all the... It's huge. It's, it's like, huge. It's, it's, like a, it's like 20 pages, Laurie. It's a chapter in and <laughs> of itself. That's how much research this guy does. And there's illustrations. and So it's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. Because it looks very big. And I'm like, Wow. Put us to shame us other readers. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone was out on the water. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. How was your wedding that you went to? So much fun. It was? It was so fun. Yeah, I had a great weekend. It was very, very fun. Because you were gone on Friday. Yes, it was wonderful. Um, I had, we fished a lot this weekend, or 
Jeff did? Yeah, I was going to say, I've never seen you fish. No, I caught. You know, I got to reel in a couple, but there was uh, fishing happening. It was very, it was just such a fun weekend. It was so beautiful. I yeah. mean, you can't not be happy out on a lake in the sunshine. It was like, finally, we finally got a reward after this brutal winter, <laughs> yes. brutal spring, by getting a blessing of a great memorial weekend beautiful. for everyone to enjoy uh, the weather. We didn't leave till Saturday, and I'm telling you, the roads were packed Saturday. Yeah, they bet. still were. I Until Hinkley. Yeah, Until they really Hinkley. were. And then... It was like stop and go right before Hinkley, even on Saturday. I was like, wow. Yeah. Everybody busy, busy. likes to go. All right, listen, uh, when we come back, and all you concert go- goers tonight for Miss Jackson, um, Ludacris is opening, just FYI. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think so. And we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Hey gang, it's Lori and Julia here for Furniture Matter, and they are having an absolute huge, huge, huge sale going on right now. 35 to 40% off almost everything in the store. If you've been looking for furniture, now is the time. It ends next weekend. They are open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 5. You can even have an additional 5% off, 40% off on select items. They've got amazing accent chairs, swivel chairs, pairs of chairs. Good neutral colors, Echinus, so much Echinus, the ergonomically correct furniture. And those come in couches, and you can customize the colors, so it goes And they've got your... a lot in stock right yes, now if you do. want to take it with you. But again, big time blowout, Memorial Day blowout sale happening. They are located just two miles north of 694 on County Road 81 in Osseo Furniture Matter. When you go, make sure you tell them Lori and Julia sent you. You are going to be so excited about the great pricing going on right now at Furniture Manor. Did you oh, say we're giving away tickets? At some point in time today, yes, Did you? Niall Warren, who the tickets go on sale next or this Friday, and it's for a year from now, July 7th, 2024. Where are you going to be? Uh, I don't Where know. Where are you going to be on that date? Uh, I have no idea, but that's kind of exciting that we've got tickets to give he away. He made a big splash because he was on The Voice this last season. Yes. And he and Blake Sheldon are like besties. And he also is a former One Direction guy. And he's got a lot of hits, so that'll he be does. fun. People want those tickets. They will. And uh, Amanda Seyfried... Uh, Showed up looking like Sharon Clueless this morning on GMA, right down to her little yellow plaid suit and skirt that she had on. But she is out promoting a show that's going to be on Apple Plus. It starts next week, June 9th, and it's called The Crowded Room. But before they talk to her about The Crowded Room, Michael Strayan uh, decides to ask her, and I'm glad that he did because... This morning, Theranos fraudster Elizabeth Holmes arrived in Texas at her federal prison that she's going to. Might be the same one as Jen Shaw. I don't know. It is the same one. It is the same one. I looked it up. 11-year sentence, and she will serve 11 years. So here's Michael Strand asking Amanda about it because, of course, Amanda won an Emmy for playing um, Elizabeth. Elizabeth in The Dropout, which was on Hulu last year. Before we talk about the crowded room, timing is everything, right? You're here on the same day that Elizabeth Holmes is being sentenced. I heard that. Or seen going to to prison. Today is the big, yeah. um, Yeah. Weird, you know? Uh, I feel for those kids. Yeah. 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 There's two kids that are hanging in the balance here. As As a parent, I'm just like... As a mom, I, I don't know. I just, 
it's uh, life's not fair, but in a lot of ways, it's a, it's a, it's the fair. It's fair. Yeah. yeah. For her in particular. Tell us. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I watched this. I know. I, I watched like, it. I'm like, why her publicist didn't prepare her for that question? It was. <laughs> but so, I thought she saved it. I yeah. thought so too because she feels bad as a mom for the kids. But of course, you know, it's fair. It's right. She deserved it. But oh my gosh, I just thought. The look on her face is like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> right. But but she she and did. George Nafilapagas is just sitting there like, you went there. Yeah, oh. I know. I'm good. Good for you, uh, Strahan. I liked it, and it was. Uh, I mean, you know, there. It's not like she um, hasn't been proven guilty. I mean, not only is she, you know, serving. Showed up for her 11-year sentence. I think she owes like $450 million. And a lot of it is to um, investors. Yes. Yeah, the big one. Murdoch? Buffett? No, Warren Jimmy? Buffett. Warren, Warren Buffett. Buffett. Warren it. Buffett, yeah. Mm-hmm. She owes a ton of money to him. Yeah. So, uh, but Amanda, at the end of this interview, <laughs> she hopes that the crowded room will fill the succession, succession-shaped hole in everyone's TV loving heart since that ended on Sunday night. So here huh. she is talking about the crowded room. Tell us about the crowded room. The crowded room. <laughs> Change it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this was a, a, I wanted to do something very, very different from what I did with in the dropout, which was a life-changing, so fun. The crowded room, I'm playing somebody who's a, a mother, like an empathetic character, a professor, who's kind of the entry point into this whole show. It's a thriller. I can't say much about it. It's like, now that Succession's done, here you go. You have you the crowd. Everybody could just march on over to Apple. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's very different than The Dropout. I get to work with Tom Holland. Tom Holland's doing something very different and very impressive. And, um, and I can't wait for people to kind of get the puzzle pieces every episode through my character. I, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what to say. You it's a mystery. Right yeah, there. I'm, I'm over here mesmerized. I'm like, come on, hurry up, come on. Okay. She told it's us not- nothing, but she said it would fill a succession TV hole in our heart. And I'm like, her publicist is clapping for that one. Yeah. Well, it's people are like, what is going to be our next obsession? Yeah. Well, this is it's a psychological thriller set in Manhattan the summer of '79 when a young man is arrested for a shocking crime. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And an unlikely investigator must solve the mystery behind it. It's Emmy Rossum, Tom Holland, and Amanda Seyfried. And she plays the investigator. Mm-hmm. And... The show was created by the guy who wrote the 2001 film, A Beautiful Mind. 
and is inspired by this 1981 nonfiction novel called The Minds of Billy Milligan. And like you said, it's set in Manhattan the summer of 1979. It follows the arrest of Danny Sullivan for his involvement in a shooting at Rockefeller Center. And Danny works with this investigator who leads him to recall the path that drove him to commit this crime. And his character is said to be loosely based on this Billy Milligan, who in 1979, he was arrested for the rape of three women on the Ohio State campus. He told Entertainment Weekly he became so engrossed in the character that after nine months of shooting this Tom Holland, he found it hard to distinguish between himself and the character. And he really looks different. It looks chilling. I, I'm trying yeah. to fit. It's like a... Like I can't tell how many episodes ten it is. One hour oh, there episodes. are ten. One. Oh, good. And the oh, first this three, looks stressful. The first three drop drop next Friday on Apple Plus with episodes then airing weekly. And she's an amazing actress. She if really if is. you didn't watch her Hulu um, thing on Elizabeth Theranos, that was very very good. She beat out a lot of competition to win that Emmy for outstanding mm-hmm. lead in a limited series for that role because she was so. Well, you raved and raved she was about it. So she good. was spot on. She's so good. She's she's a good actress, though, and it's amazing she's so young because it feels like when you look at her, you just she's been acting her whole life. Well, she's she's been in a lot of stuff. She has been in a lot of a lot of things, starting with Mean Girls. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Wow, I was just thinking, wow, Mm thirty-seven. She's been a yeah. Mean Girls. And then uh, George was very cute talking to the gang about going to Taylor Swift. With his daughters in New York over the weekend, and they showed a picture of him. They got him to wear a little a white cowboy hat. <laughs> he said it was the best concert he'd ever been to, and they're like, "You're just saying that because you're with your girls." And he's like, "No, it was really an incredible, oh, I'm sure. incredible show. I'm sure three and a half hours. Oh, it's got to be a, spe- a spectacle for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, she's putting on, and like we learned last week with Britney, she can do a different song every show." Every, every concert gets two, two songs. secret songs so she can do that two... she's only performing in those cities. Yeah, so she has a big enough it's album. It's a month from today. Yeah. Oh, my. It's a month from today. Goodness, yes. goodness. So she's like, I hope the second night gets me. I mean, she was like, she didn't, and I hope we get this song. And mm-hmm. not, we don't want to get me. And oh, yeah. she I was had with a some couple... girls this weekend um, that were going to the concert with their mom. And they were very excited, and the mom was just like, yeah, this is the most money I've ever spent on concert tickets. <laughs> it's, Taylor like, is serious I think, business. were they like 300 bucks at least a piece, at I least. think? I'm sure. I mean, that is that is something. Yeah. yeah. That is something. If you're, not, if you're sitting anywhere that's anywhere, I'm sure you spent three, three, four, four hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay, what's Janet Jackson's song do you want to hear tonight? What are you most excited? Because you oh, saw her last yeah. time she was here long. Ah, I know, but that was so long ago now, five or six years ago, and she was still married to that man, and she wasn't in a good place. So not tonight, she's going to be fun. She's going to be, yeah. She's, all the reviews have been, she's just having fun, she's dancing, she's, I can never tell when anybody's on lip syncing or on a track. It won't matter to me. It doesn't I'm, matter. I'm here for the dancing and the music and everything. So, yeah, anything she plays, I'll be happy. <laughs> the only song of hers I really don't like is Black Cat.
Oh, I hate that song. I would agree with you. It's really it, the it, only Janet really. Jackson song I do That's not so care funny. for. Black I'm gonna, Cat. I'm going to check it out during the break here. It's oh, not, it's, yeah. Don't play it. I don't won't play it, it, but I'm going to listen it's to not it. A, it's not that great. No. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to be right back. We got a good book for you. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have been working with you for years, but we've never really talked about prenups. Give us the lowdown. Well, a prenup in the state of Minnesota is also called an anti-nuptial. So if you hear that, they're talking about the same thing as a prenup. Um, I encourage a lot of people to consider getting them, whether you have a ton of assets or little assets. It makes everything much more streamlined. You know what you're entering into. You've got your agreements in place if you get divorced in the future. They also address what you will do with your assets in the event of death. So it really helps for estate planning and it really just helps for the future to avoid disputes. I love that. Okay, so but what about a postnup? Postnuptial agreements are simply agreements that people who are already legally married enter into that again will also address what would happen to their assets in the event of divorce or in the event of death. So again, these really can help streamline the process in the future. Great information and for your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to trustorlaw.com or use my tech keyword divorce. It's Tuesday, not Monday. I've been forgetting all day long that it's Tuesday and it's time for a LoJ Book Club and we are really delighted. We have Kara Alloway with us and her book is called Most Hated. It's a novel, but it is, if you are a Real Housewives fan, this is the book you are waiting for. Seriously, I read this book like it was a fresh box of dots. Just one (laughs) Kara page after the other. My jaw was dropping. Hi, Kara. Hi. That might be the best compliment I've ever got. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to dine out on that tonight, you know. Oh, do Okay, so, Kara, um, you were on The Real Housewives of Toronto, which that must not have aired here in the U.S. Correct. It did not. But it is available to watch on iTunes because there are I do actually, fun story, I'm good friends with Kathy Hilton, and before she was on Housewives, um, a couple years prior to that, I'd say like maybe four or five, when my show had aired, we were dining in Los Angeles at her fav- one of her favorite restaurants is Dantana's, oh. and it was so funny because I had people coming up to me literally handing Kathy Hilton their camera to say, would you take a picture of me with Kara? Oh, so the diehard Housewives fans, I know, can you imagine? I'm like, do you have any idea who this is? Can That's you not so do this, please? Oh, gosh. The diehard Housewives fans who watch the international franchise have caught my show. Okay. We'll have to catch it. Uh, yeah, for sure. And and I have to say um, that for Julie and I, you know, getting this insight, I mean, first of all, the book really is delicious and gossipy and fun, but you can, I could tell in reading it, I guess we could tell in reading it that, you know, there's experience, there's something else informing this and it's got to be your experiences with filming of this a Real Housewives show. Entirely. So what I like to say is, you know, the book is fiction. It really is. There are no housewives. I cast it myself, how I would cast a reality show, because Mm -hmm. I also work now in the business as a reality television show producer on the other side of the camera. So there are no characters that are similar to any housewives past or present. However, that being said, a lot of the characterization of the ladies, and it's a group of six women, Um, A lot of their characterization was informed by the emotions and the anxiety that I experienced while filming Housewives. 
So it is real. I actually read a review today from a young woman, and I don't know who she is, but she was a contestant on The Bachelorette, and she had read my book. And she said, oh, my goodness, I had PTSD reading your book because you captured that anxiety, which unless you've been a housewife participant, no one can understand that day-to-day anxiety. You are worried about what you look like um, to the public eye. I mean, you know, what persona you're projecting. Mm-hmm. You are worried about your hair and makeup. And then at the same time, you're having these personal relationships with other people. So I liken it to walking on a high wire uh, while you're being shot at by a water gun with freezing water in it. Like, there is a lot going on. When the show wraps, you just take a huge sigh of relief. I was speaking with Sutton Strack last summer in Malibu, and she had wrapped, you know, Housewives, and it, it was all done. And I asked her a question about the show, and she said, Kara, I love you. Can we not talk about Housewives? And I got it, and I went, yeah, you know what? I get it. I know that state of mind. How many years, Kara, were you a Housewife of Toronto? So our, okay, this is funny. Our show only lasted for one season and everybody says to me, you know, why one season? There were issues casting the Toronto show. I went into the show with a previous existing relationship with the production company because I had pitched to them an idea for a reality television show about charities, sort of like million dollar listing, but with charity event planners. So I was in the show they said to me, you know, do this show. You can be like the Lisa Vanderpump. This will be your spinoff into Vanderpump Rules. So I was in there, you know, let's go. All guts, all glamour. Let's do this. Make this show the best show. So, you know, I was the villain. I brought the drama. The other ladies, I don't think they were familiar with the Housewives franchise. And to be honest, Torontonians are the most wonderful people in the world. We are lovely, but we like to keep the skeletons far back in our closet. Mm-hmm. So I was bringing the drama and everyone else was sort of sitting there with their jaw on the table going, what is this woman doing? Yeah, I feel like that would be if they ever tried to have the Real Housewives of the Twin Cities, they'd have the same situation with Minnesotans, you know, um, passive but not aggressive enough. <laughs> Right. And, and yeah. And, and also you have to get that, like, you know, people tune in to watch the drama and it doesn't have to be the in the weeds kind of mean drama, like what sort of what we saw on Real Housewives of Atlanta a couple seasons mm-hmm. ago when that got really nasty. Or even I would say Beverly Hills last season when it was you know really yes. uncomfortable. It doesn't yes. have to be that. My theory is that people like to watch the show because they like to see women in their late 40s and 50s acting ridiculous. Because I think that the young people sort of look at their lives and say, okay, well, I can go crazy in university, but then, you know, I might settle into a long-term job. I might settle into a long-term relationship. I might have children. Is that all there is? Is there anything left on my horizon? So you turn on Housewives and you see these women sort of having their second wind. And I think that's the reason for the popularity of these shows with young people. I mean, there is there is always room to act crazy after the kids leave home. There's well, always room. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and I guess I, I did not, even though we should have, because Julia and I were fans of this show that was on Lifetime called Unreal. And it was sort of a the making of The Bachelor or The, the Bachelorette. Bachelorette, you know, and it was with right. producers who did it. And Sarah and, Gertrude Shapiro. Yes. yes, and I was struck at, in your book, Most Hated, um, the fact that there is a lot of guiding, pushing, maybe slipping extra booze in your drink. I was just sort of surprised at some of the ways that they will try and get people to interact. The producers so are again, 
my my book is fiction and I, I work in reality television, so it's not an assault on reality television. But no. the character in my book, Zoe, who is a producer, sort of takes it a little too far. That being said, I do peel back the curtain and I do reveal, you know, some of the things. Let me tell you, from the first day we were filming, that limo was loaded with champagne. Yeah. Every time you turn around, you know what? I'm sorry. Have a drink, bucko. Have a drink, bucko. Mm-hmm. Nobody is manipulating you to drink it. But right. when it's there and you're, you know, anxious and you're all, oh, my gosh, what's happening to my life and I'm being filmed, it's really tempting to take a drink. And prior to filming, a girlfriend of mine who is very well known on one of the Housewives franchise said to me, you be very careful because one glass of wine on camera is like a bottle. So I remember I held that and I was like, OK, so I tried to go as long as I could without drinking because, you know, you're, you're trying to stay in control, although the reality is. You have no control, really and truly. I always thought I had control, but there is always the edit. And mm-hmm. it was explained to me once I was walking into a restaurant in high heels and the cameraman was walking backwards and I was teetering in my heels. And when we did the second take, I said, you know, you're going to have to walk faster because I look like I'm drunk. I'm teetering here. And he said, oh, Kara, don't worry about it. We'll speed up your walk in the edit. <sighs> and that was the first time I realized, wait a second, the edit is all encompassing. Okay. This being said, the production company I worked with had a very heavy hand with the edit, and there is a difference between augmentation and manipulation. Someone like an Alex Baskin that does Beverly Hills or Mm -hmm. Vanderpump Rules, he is an expert. He casts his show in an expert way. He doesn't need to manufacture the reality. He can just augment it with music, with clever camera angles, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. My production company, unfortunately, like I said, they had a weak cast that really wasn't bringing it. So there had to be some manufactured reality, as is the case. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. If you're just joining us, we're with Kara Alloway. Her book just comes out, just came out today, Most Hated, a novel. Why don't you give everyone the setup, Kara, of your novel? Absolutely. So the novel is a story of six women who become entangled in a reality television show. It's a revamped version of a well-worn reality television show. So the show is called Talk of the Town, and the producers have decided to bring in this Quentin Tarantino-type bad boy director to do it, which is an interesting take because if you did that with a well-worn reality television show, maybe your cast would be somewhat different. Maybe there would be different people signing up and saying, yeah, I'll jump on board. So we have Dahlia, who is our flawed heroine, our flawed protagonist, and she is married to Mick Irvine, a sports superstar, tight end football player. Then there is Sabrina. Sabrina is a Park Avenue princess who was also an actress in her youth, and she ended up married to an earl. And she is now back stateside after having lived in England for many years because her husband has been accused and involved in a Me Too incident. And she's fled England, and she has left her daughter behind. For years, she's been separated from her daughter. She wants to rebuild her reputation. She wants to get her daughter back. She is a mess. She's a train wreck. And her cousin, Budgie, who is a larger-than-life Broadway producer, says, you know what? I'm signing up to do this show for kicks. You come on board with me, sweetheart. Let's rewrite your narrative. So Sabrina gets on board. We also have Mariana, the CEO of a sex toy company, who is incredibly unfiltered (laughs) and a very independent thinker. There's Lexi, a social media influencer, who is also with a sugar daddy. And Lexi, I absolutely adore. She says what she feels, but she has a heart of gold. And then we also have Nicole Trace, who is a fading former teen pop star who has signed up 
to do the show, maybe to get some new injection into her fading career. And of course, Zoe. Zoe is the producer who is on board, not necessarily for this show, but for any future projects that this Quentin Tarantino-type director might take her along with. And Zoe will do whatever it takes to make Talk of the Town the most entertaining, the highest rated, the most unforgettable show. And she has every trick in the book up her sleeve. Mm, it is really, I mean, I don't know, you know, how your process for writing works, but you've just put together such, such a must-read, fun, fun book. Just fantastic. Thank you so much. I love that because there are layers to it. And I do go into female friendship. Yes. I do go into the idea of misplaced female misogyny, which is women not treating women very well. But at the same time, I want it to be a fun and funny light beach read. So you get out of it a lot of different things, I would say. Yes. Layers. Yeah, I, I, as somebody who's like a longtime Real Housewife fan, and I know, you know, people either are or they're not, but if you like any kind of reality TV, it is, it is fun to turn back, you know, the page, if you will, or turn back the camera and just like, oh, wow, I never even thought about this. I mean, it, it just is so great. Thank you so much. Yeah, there is a lot there. And something fun, there is a college in the UK in Scarborough that is using my book as a textbook for a sociology course called The Cult of Sociology, which I just found out yesterday, and I went, okay, now I'm a textbook in a, in a university in England. That's, That's cool. <laughs> like, you know, Taylor Swift, they have classes That's on. Right. Now they have it on yeah. Kara Alloway. <laughs> the book is most hated. Thank you so much, Kara. we got to ask you, though, what's the last great book that you've read, besides your own? You know what the last great book is? Actually, I will tell you, shout out to 80-year-old Dr. Phyllis Chesler. This book really, really, it's not fiction. It's a research book. It's called Woman's Inhumanity to Woman. I say it should be required reading for every 16-year-old girl. It's fantastic. And she delves into how women relate to other women. And this book changed my life. It's so great. I told Dr. Chesler she's lovely. She lives in the upper 80s on the east side in New York. And I said, you get a fourth and fifth printing of that book because we're bringing that book back. She is a second generation generation feminist and she's awesome. Dr. Phyllis Chesler's Woman's Inhumanity to Woman. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Kara. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. Again, the book is called Most Hated, Loj Book Club. Um, I mean, you said like reading it is like a box, eating a box. A bo- of- uh, fresh dots. Well, the good ones. Yeah. Not even the kind Boom. that we've taped. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Turn the it page. Sounds, Papa Dodd. She, is, she has done a lot. She knows a lot of people. Um, interesting, though, that The Real Housewives of Toronto was one one and done. One season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The book sounds good. I'm oh, sorry. We don't have any comments to give away. Shoot. I know it. I know it. But people should go pick it up. I mean, you loved it. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. All right, everyone, Grant here for Hoffman Weber Construction, your hometown experts for the last 30 years when it comes to siding, windows, roofing, doors, gutters, and even solar. Now, last night, you might have heard those thunderstorms that came through. Now, they weren't severe, but there could be there could have been some severe weather last summer that hit your house, and your home could need a new roof. And the best thing is, is Hoffman Weber Construction is here to take you through that entire process. They're going to do all the hard work, all the legwork. They're just going to come out, check out your roof. 
take some time, sit down with you, give you your options, and then they're going to communicate with the insurance company. Take all that hassle out of your hands. Nobody likes doing that, right? And then on top of that, once you find out a solution, you can check out their amazing showroom in New Brighton off of 35W, where they have all kinds of different examples that you can look at to see what your home exterior face would, facelift would look like, or potentially that new roof like I was talking about. So when it comes to start to finish, front end to back end of a, of a situation with your home and an exterior facelift, Hoffman Weber Constructed is going to take you through it with no one-stop clothes, no high-pressure sales. They're going to be with you there from start to finish. Start out at hwconstruction.com to learn more. There are tickets available, people. Plenty of tickets. Yeah, yeah. kind of second like an market. Yeah, second hand market had quite a few tickets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're looking for a last minute date night on a mm-hmm. beautiful, well, there could be a scattered thunderstorm or two, but I think you'll be all right. You'll okay. be in, you'll be in the show by the time that happens. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Um, so I know you guys didn't watch Succession yet. Nope. No spoilers here, no. but I can tell you a couple of things that aren't spoilers. So last night, Sarah Snook, who plays Shiv, posted a photo, just a tiny little top of her baby's head because she was pregnant at yes. the end of the filming yes. you could kind of tell how they were dressing her but her boobs just kept getting bigger right and but and she she's pregnant in the, in the show yes she uh, yes so anyway uh so she welcomed her first baby with her husband uh she and kieran culkin shaved jeremy strong's head uh, they sh- they put that out there after they filmed the finale yeah and it was okay. Brian Cox, I think, came out and said it was his best acting experience ever. Brian Brian says a lot of things. <laughs> I know. Um, that was his latest over the weekend. Um, but I will say this, and I don't think it's um, giving away anything. Um, terrible infighting, which has always gone on. Backstabbing, which has always gone on. And the truth uh, that was given last night, let's just call it... Um, a Shakespearean ending with a slight nod to Mary Tyler Moore's finale. And you have I to can't, watch it. To I can't see. even remember Mary Tyler Moore's finale. So, okay, that's a good Well, there was one twist. person who kept his job at the end of yes, there was. At WJM. Okay. Uh huh. Mm hmm. So, uh, but the, the the writing was incredible. And Did Ale- you love Was it satisfying this season, Lori? Because. Well, I didn't watch the first two. I didn't watch the first two, and I didn't need to. I thought the best episodes were the third episode, last week's episode, and last night's episode. You know, there was a lot of three. Yeah, there were three. I feel like you (laughs) could watch three. Grant, that's probably what I. Well, I mean, that's what I did. I I watched the third. I've watched the second to last, and I'm yet to watch the final, which I'll check tonight. But eight point seven million views per episode this season Mm -hmm. on. You know, with with the original airing and then catching up on watching, mm-hmm. they're averaging eight point seven million viewers per episode. That's a lot for so that. Even though we're skipping around, we might not want to based on those numbers. They seem good enough. So. Yeah. So anyway, so I I love that HBO just continued on. They didn't care it was Memorial Weekend. Um, they're airing it anyway because I, yesterday I was like, oh, I can't look at anything because everyone mm-hmm. had it in their headlines. Even that's all TV. People that cover TV, they give you 24 hours to watch something that's big. And Jeez. then it's it's spoiled. And, and then it's done. They, they, they put, like, by the end of today, it'll be in the headlines, everything that happened. So it's almost impossible to well, avoid it. But Tonight's um, the last Ted Lasso. Yeah, I'm not watching well, that. Well, we watch it. I watch it. I love it. The penultimate one last week. Grant, are you caught up? Not yet. Nope. Mm-mm. It's nope. so... 
It's it, good. You can see the writing on the wall. Okay, what's going to happen? That's a complete 180 from when you started when you didn't like the first two episodes. No, so it's it been no, up and down. It really season. it has been, but the last they've gotten good. The last yeah. like 3 have been great. They've been great, but I think uh so that's going to be tonight. Tonight mm-hmm. they play the final match. Yeah. <sighs> I know. Mm-hmm. I am not there yet, but that one I was worried. But you said it did catch. It turned back up. around completely. Yeah. They went. They had some weird ones, but it turned around. And these are all like an hour episodes this year. Yeah, nice. You can see what's going to happen. I mean, people would know, but it's good. I liked it. I watched um, the on the Hollywood Reporter. They had the like the actors roundtable. Like it was Jeff Bridges, Kieran Culkin. Um, Evan Peters, Michael Imperioli. So they were taking people who were like from hot shows, White Lotus, Dahmer, you know, and just having them sit around and talking. Pedro Pascal, of course, from, you know, before he was rescuing baby Yodas and hiding from the plant zombies in The Last of Us, he played Oberlin Martell in Game of Thrones. Which one was that? I don't he, even remember. He's the guy who got his head crushed by the mountain. And he played sort of that guy from the land, Pedro? the far, Pedro yeah, Pascal. He had like, didn't he have like a yellow robe? And most, yes, yes, yes. Ha- half for Julius Borenson, something like that. Um, but he died in a duel with the mountain, and Pedro getting his cr- head crushed by the mountain really resonated with Game of Thrones fans. So he uh, said, "I remember early on because of my Game of Thrones character and the way he died. People were super entertaining." selfies with their thumbs in my eyes oh 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 and at first i was so earnest and excited about the success and my care i let them and then i remember getting a bit of an eye infection from people with those dirty i wouldn't let anybody touch my face no my eyes you got blinded daddy pasco but anyway he was like yeah they they were just talking about what is the craziest thing that fans have ever asked you to do? And he was like, that was the thing that they like to do with Game of Thrones. Get a picture of them crushing my eyes. And yeah. he would let them. Yeah, he, okay, that's, that's crazy. It's funny that he would let them because you might have mentioned this earlier when I was talking to someone. But uh, he won't say, like, this is the way. Like, he won't. Pedro, when they ask him to do voices of the Mandalorian, like, he won't do he, it. He won't do yeah. it. It's just kind of just because it's kind of like the uniqueness behind it and, like, but he won't do that voice, but he he'd let kids touch his face. Well, it was before he got big, big. Right, okay, right. Okay. And, yeah, they he would let fans poke him in the eye for photos. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it led to an infection. Imagine no, that. I'm but, not going to lie. When, when I was working at another station here for this company, we were down at the State Fair doing, like, a fan meet and greet. And there's this one very excited young man fan who came up and tried to grab my face and give me a big hug, but ended up sticking his finger in my mouth. Oh, no. At the state fair, oh, you guys. No. I about died. Oh, <laughs> oh my was, gosh. It was like, oh, I love you, buddy, but don't ever do that again. Yeah. Oh. I thought you were going to say you got his finger up your nose. No, I got it in the mouth. Even worse. <laughs> Even worse. And it was a young, young, young kid at the state fair. So think of how disgusting that young man's hands were. Yeah. Oh, dear. But did, I love did, did they talk? Because Soprano, Michael Perscoli was in there. Michael did, Imperioli. Yeah. Did they talk... Sopranos ending or any of the other great no, endings? No, they were talking about the White Lotus. Okay. They're okay. just all, Good it was call. all the shows. Yeah. yeah. The recent ones. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're giving away tickets coming up on a show later today to Niall Horan. Stay with us. It's Lori and Julia. I'm Mai Ta.